Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Film List. You got a list. Send it to me. The Film List at gmail.com. Hello, folks. Heath Solo here. And today is a special edition of The Film List. I was on Podcast Winterfell with my good buddy, Matt Murdock, series regular of The Film List. And we talk a little Game of Thrones, baby. April's coming. Winter is coming, and I can't wait for Season 5. So we're talking about the Season 5 trailers. So if you're not into spoilers, the trailer's kind of spoilery. There's a lot of interesting things where we last left our characters, where they're going and what they're doing. So if you do not want to get spoiled at all, please don't listen. Thanks for downloading. But also, I may have some questions for Matt about the book and certain clips we saw. So this is... A Game of Thrones spoiler-ish podcast. We're not going to say this is going to happen and this person's going to die, but you just never know what you might consider spoilery. So with that said, if you're going to continue to listen, enjoy as me and Matt travel to the wall and do a little podcast when it fell, baby. going to talk about the season five trailer and it seems fitting that because uh certain characters from the wall were featured in that trailer that we talk to his, uh, a person who spends a lot of time on the wall and that would be heath snow uh you might know him better as Heath solo from the film list podcast if you've got a list of favorites send it to him the film list at gmail.com and listen to the film list on itunes because he is counting down his favorite films from 200 to 100, and throwing in a little tunage in the side, we welcome Heath Snow, or Heath Solo. Welcome, Heath. How are you? We could be heroes just for one podcast. What's up, Matt Murdock? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. I've been waiting off-season to talk to you about a little got action, and thanks for having me, buddy. Really excited, and I made a deal with Lady Solo, so I'll be doing the initial reaction with you guys this season. I can't wait. I'm going to be at the wall every Sunday night, baby. That is excellent news to hear, and I'm sure our, our, our listeners will be very uh, grateful to know that uh, a lot of our cast from our initial reactions last year will be returning this year for Season 5. And we've got some initial reactions on this trailer to get to talking about right away. Um, now, I have to say, Heath, that I s experienced the trailer for the first time uh, via somebody's phone recording, uh, from the IMAX theater. And that was the day before I went in the IMAX theater. Then I went to the IMAX experience, which I totally loved. Uh, unfortunately, now I want to watch every episode of Game of Thrones that way. Uh, but the trailer was super spectacular. How did you see the trailer, sir? Well, you know, I was planning, Matt, to go to the IMAX because to actually, uh, as of today, Thursday the 5th, uh, it is the last day and they, are showing in a couple places close to me. Unfortunately, did not have a chance to go. 
So I was planning on seeing the trailer that way, but when you reminded me the trailer was out, and I was like, oh, crap, I forgot. So I, I saw it online, um, just the HBO's release, so it, it was you know in high def, not IMAX. but uh, So I got to see it non-pirated, uh, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so I, I got to see it you know, on my computer, and let me tell you, like John Travolta said in Greece, I got chills, they're multiplying. And I did. And I saw it about six or seven times. I didn't want to overdo it because then I'd start really picking at it. But uh, So I did see it, uh, a good version of it. Not the IMAX version, but uh, wow. I'm so excited, Matt. More excited than Bubba on a Tandem Read podcast right now. <laughs> Poor Bubba is like just totally uh, having some trouble with some chapters right now. Poor guy, he is. Uh, he, he there there are some slow points in these books that we're reading, but that's a whole other conversation. And uh, I guess what I want to say first, I mean, you you talked about how you were excited and everything, but um, did did the trailer make you first of all more excited for season five than you were before or is it what you kind of expected and are just revved up or what's your initial just kind of like emotional impression of the trailer as a whole towards season five okay well i gotta uh say this before i get into that so i had bought uh feast for crows and planned on reading it and reading dance with dragons and listening to your podcast well I never got around to reading Feast for Crows, but you know what? I have to listen to your podcast. So I'm one of those idiots, like, if you're still listening after the music, why are you here getting spoiled? So I, I just, I have to listen to you, Bubba, Mikey Hull, and the crew. I, I just have to. So I've been listening and keeping up. But the good thing is, I usually, it went, when I'm home and I go to bed, I put it on. So I miss usually the last, like, half hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't. Li so it, I'm a, but I, but I don't feel spoiled because you you guys aren't like dissect every second. You're hitting the high points and you're getting into theories. And I know some of the things that sometimes I don't know who, what the heck's going on, but I just love listening to you guys. So <laughs> so I'm kind of like a wannabe br, I guess you could say. So ah. with that said, I I do know some things, but I I don't know too much so i'm easy it's easy for me to kind of just blend in so okay having said that i still was wondering where a lot of our characters going to be who's going to be in season five so when i saw the trailer you know to be honest my expectations got amped up i'm not afraid that sometimes trailers look awesome but there were so many awesome clips in this that it's not going to be like, well, the trailer is good, is amazing, but I don't know what to. It's it looks better than ever. I maybe because I haven't watched any new content in a while. I don't know, but it just it looks. I think it looks better than ever, Matt. Um, and I hope I'm not tricking myself, but it just looks amazing. I can tell you uh, from somebody who has read the books um, and has had an idea of even of some of the changes that the showrunners are going through with the story this time around, Heath. Um, I can tell you that every shot I saw in, in the trailer makes me really excited in the fact that it, it seems like um, what it is that they're going for, they're really going to hit and really well this year. 
Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to the season as well based on this trailer. Um, I didn't quite know what to expect until I saw that trailer because, like I said, you know, Bubba and I sometimes have a hard time getting through some of these chapters in the book. Uh, and they're making some of those things that I might have considered not so exciting look really, really exciting. So uh, that's that's very encouraging for me. Uh, and like you, you know, we always try to say, well, you know, you always take the best bits and you put it in a trailer. But it's not so much for Game of Thrones because the best bits are usually the stuff that they don't want to spoil anybody on. So if you've got this much goodness in a trailer to begin with just imagine how fantastic it's going to be when you get to those points where everybody's jaw drops right oh exactly and that's exactly how i felt because as excuse me as as we go through there's certain things okay but there it's like every little frame of this trailer is telling a little story whether you whether you know it or not and I'm just like, I have no idea who that is, but that looks freaking awesome. Then it's like, oh, my favorite character's back. Oh, wait a minute. What is going on in that arena? So it, it's all these, I have all these questions, but it, it, it's just so perfect because they didn't give you too much. Um, but they gave us some very interesting things. So, uh, and a couple of things I caught with the music cues to be all musical concepts tonight. So I'm excited to uh, throw that in there and see what you think. Excellent. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear that because I, I sometimes get ta- uh, a little sick of talking about the music. So I can't wait to hear somebody else talk about it. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, how about we just do you, how do you want to do this heath do you want to just start right at the top and go through it or do you have specific questions that you want to ask out in front i have a bunch of bullet points so we could do that but i i do want to go musical concepts on you real quick can sure. we start off with that okay so i have points i guess if if it's easier for you, well we'll figure it out but i i wrote down what interests me and then you know you're the expert so you fill in the blanks and guide me as well okay so it's Evidently a cover of Heroes in the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. But the David Bowie tune is covered, yeah. Yes, and it's been covered by many of <laughs> a group. Uh, but uh, so this new cover, I'm not even sure who's singing it, but I have to find it. But if you noticed, two music cues, when it goes, we can be heroes, you see a shot of Jon Snow, and then there's the one... Um, you could be queen, and then it's a shard of Cersei right on cue. I was just, I caught that like the third time. Um, I caught the Jon Snow hero one right away, but the queen part, I was like, oh, oh, queen regent. So I got my, I got chills, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sure they did it on purpose. What do you think? I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose, too. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and thank goodness that they, you know, they, they, they chose a great song. To, to, to make it, they always choose some kind of a, a, a more uh, popular song or whatever to put their first trailer out of the year, uh, usually. And um, they chose a really great song because there are so many allusions to, to uh, political power and all of that, e- even though that's not really what the song's about in a way. But <laughs> it, they, they, they still they made it line up with their world. And I, I think you're right totally about that. And that was interesting that, they, that we could be heroes with the Jon Snow shot. That makes you excited, I'm, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I'm a Jon Snow guy, and uh, I think he knows everything, Jon Snow. No. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm excited because... Uh, you know, you know my thing, and just to refresh the listeners, my my thing is 
my ultimate thing I want the st- the remaining Starks to reunite and and become whole again and I, I, I my vision is for the end of the series that would happen so but I think Jon Snow is the key to that and it's funny when I listen to our emergency podcast from season one after our good friend Ned got behead id uh you know, we brought that up. We're like, I, I, I couldn't even believe I said, it. I go, John Snow's the key. John Snow's the key. And I was like shocked that I even thought that. But now I'm like, okay, keep it going. <laughs> so yeah, uh, wow. I'm a little confused though, because I guess the one part of the trailer where you, because you, you see a lot of wildling, you see some wildlings, you see John Snow. So I, and I know Stannis is around there and Melisandre. So, in which we saw a nice little quick. Um, she's going to get naked this season. It looks like Matt. So, oh, that's a, a shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Groundbreaking news. Do, 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 do. Breaking news here on podcast Winterfell. But yeah, but so I, I don't really from the trailer. I'm really excited because I don't really know what's going on at, at that section of the storyline. Whether you know the night uh, the men's at the at the watch are going to still fight wildlings i mean because i know they have some prisoners is there another war coming stannis is there but the, you know so I, I i remembered that so I'm, I'm curious to see what's going on with that so that got me excited because i i personally don't even know what's going to happen uh to that end so i'm um, i'm just like oh what's this show what's going on here are we you know so that tickled my fancy if you will excellent yeah I can say that where we are in the read right now, um, some of the stuff that's in the uh, trailer uh, is stuff that we're just getting to now in the read, and, and we're just about—we've only got like seven weeks left in the read. Um, and some of the stuff is even beyond where we are in the read uh, right now. So it feels like to me that uh, that uh, they're going to get through the entirety of these two books by the end of this season. Uh, which wow. is, uh, yeah, and given that Winds of Winter is not going to be out this year at all, and of course Dave and Dan have already late started to plan out season six, it could be possible that Dave and Dan might finish the series without any more source material being available to them to do so. Now they've got points with George, of course, to talk about, uh, you know, how to wrap the series up if they choose to do that. I kind of got a feeling that maybe they might bring it up to a certain point and then wait, uh, for Winds of Winter to come out and maybe work on a movie, uh, which would be really exciting. Oh, interesting. A lot of but, possibilities. Yeah, a lot of possibilities. But there's a ton of possibilities within this trailer, uh, right off the bat. Uh, we've, we'd heard, Little bits from Charles Dance saying, well, I'm going to be in season five of Game of Thrones. Well, you saw in that first shot uh, of the trailer what 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 he's going to be in season five of Game of Thrones. He's going to be a corpse laying in the sept, right, with Jamie looking over him. Oh, oh, is that I, okay? I didn't. I wasn't sure if that was a shot. For, I guess this is all shots from the new season. So, oh, yeah, that makes sense that that's going to. Oh, I didn't even put that together. See, Matt, you're you're already educating me. Now, the question is, is Cersei and Jamie going to have sex <laughs> around <laughs> old granddad? No, that's they can't do that again. In front of Papa? Oh, in front of knows. Papa. Yeah, um, they're definitely going to be in there at some point. 
Um, it looked like one of the shots later on in the trailer was them in the sept as well, kind of looking at each other. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what that, uh, what that entails. Um, hopefully, hopefully not any more angry sex. We, we don't need to have another one of those conversations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in season five of Game of Thrones. Um, but, uh, it's Brienne's voice who's saying there's nothing more hateful than failing to protect the one you love. And I'm assuming that that's her feeling, uh, uh, really bad about not being able to protect Rinley or maybe not being able to, to find the Stark girls or maybe the fact that Arya got away from season four. We'll have to see where the context of that line goes, but that was kind of interesting that that, that was the, uh, that was a line that was starting to be spoken as Jamie was standing there guarding his father's body at the step. It looked like, or at least paying his respects. Um, cause you, you have to think about Jamie's feelings about this. He let Tyrion go. And if he has any idea that Tyrion was the one that killed Tywin, um, he's got to feel kind of bad about that, right? Yeah. That, oh, that's interesting. That's a layered on lake. Cause Bri- like you said, Brienne's talking about, you know, protecting and then of course you got a shot of jamie so you're like ah the love there for him you know he she's gone so she can really no longer protect him either technically uh mm. even though you know so it's a, it's a little deep in there as well based on the way that the trailer was shot and cut but yeah no that's a great point because the real storyline is okay i'm assuming because cersei's t- talking to jamie like he's out there somewhere talking about Tyrion. And she evidently wants his head on a spike. So it's going to be interesting how much Jamie is going to let know. Did he? I mean, if he, I mean, he can't tell her that. Oh, by the way, I, <laughs> I helped him escape. Uh, but like you said, will he know that he killed his father? Killed their father? That's just that's a storyline that I'm excited for to find out right away. Is it going to be one of those mysteries where Jamie's going to keep shut, or is it going to come out right away? Who knows? So. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where that plays out. And again, uh, Cersei and Jamie's relationship, how, what's gonna go on there. So, uh, I just hope, I just hope Jamie has a great storyline and is more about him getting back. And, you know, I really don't know what's gonna happen more with Jamie. I, I, I just hope it's not a whole season of him being in love with Cersei and them trying to go back and forth like a rom-com, but, uh, I'm sure in Game of Thrones fashion, there'll be it'll be more than that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will be as well. In fact, um, there's a few other shots in the trailer that seems to place Jamie somewhere that I haven't seen him in before. I, I don't know if that's King's Landing that he's at when they show that one shot of him looking up, or you're looking up and you see that roof overhead. I don't think that's supposed to be the Sept of Baelor. That looks like that could be somewhere else completely. Ooh. So Jamie going on going on tour with Matt Murdock and his band. Okay. I think I like that. It, it'll be very interesting to see where Jamie ends up this season. Um and uh book readers know that uh there's possibilities there and uh there's been illusions that the show has made some possibilities as well, but we won't talk about that in great detail because we don't want to like completely spoil the season. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> uh, but we we can talk a, a little bit about what we're seeing here. What's your next point about the trailer? What what seems most important to you, sir? Well, whether it's important or not. <laughs> oh, we already talked about Melisandre getting naked. Okay. Um. Well, it looks like we're gonna get another wedding, Matt. 
is this the yellow wedding? <laughs> looks like, was it, so am I correct, Tom and, and Marjorie, looks like the wedding goes through? It does look like uh, because there is a, a high septum standing there with them, and they're looking over a big crowd there. It looks like they have uh, are going to go through with their marriage ceremony. Um, so uh, yeah, looking like uh, looks like uh, Marjorie is going to be queen, or at least uh, queen in name. It's kind of a tough thing because it it it's tough to see where. The line is they they have aged Tom and up, so it's not like he's really that much younger than Joffrey. And of course, Joffrey, we know he took over being king immediately. But I think there's supposed to be enough of an age difference there, where Cersei uh, will still be the queen regent for a while because Tommen won't be technically quote unquote old enough. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering what the what happened. Okay, that makes sense then. Interesting. So she's pro- so seriously, she's probably going to get her last real digs in before, you know, she, uh, boy. But yeah, so I saw that and I'm like, oh, another wedding. Oh, but like, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to seeing what will happen at this. Way. Will it be one of those weddings that is just normal and people will be like, what a normal wedding? Or what they should do is just maybe uh, one little scene every episode of the wedding, so we don't get the full wedding. We'll just get little bits and pieces as we go along. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to do Bubba humor, you know. That's you know. But, uh, uh, yeah. Well, when trying to do Bubba humor, my motto is always skip ahead. Skip, skip ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say that. I wanted to say skip ahead a few times. I oh my gosh, cracks me <laughs> up. Skip ahead. So he's probably when we're talking about the wedding right now, Bubba is probably threw his iPod or his whole computer out the window and said, "Skip ahead, you fools." It's like, sorry, Bubba, I'm on the privy. I, I can't do much. <laughs> You're yeah. never going to get over that word, are you? I'm you, never going to get Matt. I will never, ever get well. Oh, you think last year I said it a lot? Oh, you just wait, Matt. You're going to have to edit me out. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's the first time I've said it probably in months. So I just, I just, Charles Dance saying on the privy, I just, I, I can't stop. I'm, I'm a parrot, as you know. And when certain things stick in my head, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, just bear with me this season, Matt. <laughs> but it's great that you bring up about Tom and, and Marjorie because um, there there is also a really interesting shot to me in there of the Queen of Thorns, who I just love, Lady Olena. But she says something that's kind of intriguing, and I'm not exactly sure um, what it is, uh, what it's supposed to mean. What she's saying, even as a book reader, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure. What she means that, you know, they won't even f- find, I guess, pieces of you or something like that. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's, I can't tell if it's meant to be a threat to someone or if it's meant to be a warning that, you know, uh, that this kind of life will consume a person. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know what it is, Matt. She is talking to the, um, the person who grows the dates to help her bowels. And she's ah. pissed off because they're not work. Oh no, no! Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm channeling my inner Bubba. Uh, yeah, you know, I have no idea. I'm like, what is she up to? But I just, I didn't even realize what she was saying. I was just so happy to see a shot of Diana Rigg, and I'm like, yes, she's back. And yeah. in honor of DJ Timmy Hines, I'll say, Lady Oleana. <laughs> who am I to make fun of names? I don't know half the names either, but Olena. Olena, but, uh, Lady Olena. Olena. And, Olena. and her so words are, 
her words are, they'll never even find what's left of you. Um, so I don't, uh, that, that, that could be construed in a lot of ways. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh, wow. I li- see, look what they're doing. They're giving us a little line and you're like, what could it be? But I'm just so stoked that, oh man, I'm, I'm so excited. It's April, right, Matt? It's April 5th, right? Oh, it's February. Yeah, if it was just April, if it was just April 11th, we'd be in all be in good shape right now. Oh, we'd be in man. excellent shape. I be, I w- I'm not going to be able to sleep that night. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, I haven't been this excited for a premiere of a show since Lost, really, or another wow. Game of Thrones premiere. Like this has turned into. I mean, like I, 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 I had Twitter. <laughs> I got mad at you and Bubba because you guys are getting me so fired up. I bought a Jamie Lannister figure, which I have no room for, but I was like, I'm buying it. It's pretty awesome. Those dark horse figures are really awesome. I, I got to get some more. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, there's a couple of my favorite characters I got one little clips of, but I'm excited because it looks like they're going to be in this season. All right. Who would those be? All right. And, and let me know if I'm wrong. I mean, because my eye could deceive me and be like, uh, Heath, uh, that was not him. So it looks like there's a is there a quick shot of Braun with the sword? I believe that that is Braun as well, and that's okay. fantastic. Yes, that is absolutely fantastic because it, it really seemed by the end of season four that his storyline might kind of be done. He's off marrying this Lolly's gal or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, Tyrion was giving him trouble for, for not doing that. He basically got bought off to keep from fighting the mountain or chose not to fight the mountain, really, and for good reason. Who'd want to fight the mountain? Look what happened to Oberyn Martell. I think me and you could take the mountain, Matt. I think we could. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe if if you got uh behind him and I got in front of him, I would be squashed, but you might get him uh before he before he could <laughs> or, turn around to you. Or I would just get my throat cut and then you could bring me back to life. <laughs> uh, say a little prayer to the Lord of Light. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Where was Oberyn? Uh, Oberyn, Oberyn needed Thoros of Mir around at the time, didn't he? <laughs> I know, uh, I know. But yeah, I'm super excited to see Braun too. Um, I, I mean, how does that how does that work for you story wise? I mean, obviously he's a character that you you love, so um, you think you'll see enough of him, or or what do you think? I, you know, I don't. I really don't know uh, because when we get to the Tyrion stuff, there well, there doesn't look like they're going to be together. But I, I'm just worried because I, I love Jerome Flynn. And actually, if for Game of Thrones fans, if you're a Braun fan, there's a great um, BBC series called Ripper Street. And it's two seasons, and but they actually do more episodes than normal. They do like eight episodes, one-hour episodes, not your typical six or three, hour and a half. And he's great in that show. Uh, so I'm in season two right now, finally. They were supposed to bring it back for season three, but I don't know if they're going to. But it's great to get your Jerome Flynn fix. And there's a lot of Game of Thrones small players that show up in the show. Like Hodor does an episode. Um, one of the Frey uh, Sons is in an episode. Uh, so there's a bunch of Game of Thrones actors in Ripper Street, and it's great because they don't have facial hair or anything in this one. So you're like, I know, I know that person. I'm like, oh my god, that's that f- weird Frey son. So Ripper Street, great uh, Game of Thrones alums and uh, Braun. But yeah, I really don't know what his. I have absolutely no clue what his storyline is, Matt. That's what uh, gets me excited because 
I, you know, because, and again, I think book spoiler alert isn't the way when he was tra- training Jamie in the book, he's not the one who trains Jamie, correct? That is correct. It is a different character that trains Jamie in the books. And so, um, you might, because of that, you might draw a parallel that maybe Braun and Jamie might be hanging out some. Yeah, and and I that I would like because as you know I've become a big Jamie Lannister fan as well. So I like that dynamic cuz I like the way Braun last season treated Jamie not like, "Oh, Jamie Lannister, you're the greatest." It's like, "You know what? Suck it up. We got to we got to tear you down and now we're building you back up." Kind of deal. And I, I I for me as a TV viewer, I'm hoping there's a cool storyline in there. Um, you know, of course, then I start thinking, oh, the two of them will go ride in the sunset and go save Tyrion, and they'll go join the Starks, and then I'm getting a little crazy. Who am I? I'm no railroad Martin here, so they'll probably all die. No. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, that'd be nice if the two of them uh, have some screen time this season. I totally agree. I'd love that. I'd love that. And who was the other character that you saw that you're really excited about? I love that you listen to me, Matt. You're such a professional podcaster. I, I have to tell you that. You're uh this it's anyway i just no seriously on a serious note i really enjoy all the work you're doing on this podcast man you've just been sticking to it and going amazing so yeah yeah skip get, ahead skip ahead skip ahead yeah skip ahead no butt kissing hey, i haven't talked to you in a little while so i have to kiss your butt uh <laughs> thank you sir okay uh jora in the in the pit fighting and it looks like uh, what i did notice for some reason and this i don't know if i'm right or wrong the person he looks like he was fighting seemed to have the same moves as Prince Oberon. I got a glimpse of that. He was doing like kind of that leg thing, and he might have had one of those long sticks. So I'm like, where the hell is he? Is he in Dorn or is he? You know, I don't know what's going on. Is I, I have absolutely no clue. So I just, I he looks scared. <laughs> I mean, not scared, but he he's trying to figure out. Okay, you know, he, his inner warrior is coming out, and he's setting up how to attack the situation. And I just, I just hope he's not going to just be killed off. And I hope I know he's the perv in your. But recently, you've gone on Team Jorah a little bit. I, I I've heard so. That's good. You're finally coming around. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to forgive Jorah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but then I think there was a uh, more of an establishing shot of this whole pit, and it looks like there's a lot of people in there. I don't know if it's from the same thing. So it looks like there's some sort of little battle. I don't know if that's like the big battle of the year, of the season, or if this is just, I, I don't know, but it just looks damn exciting. <laughs> I and and I love this because we've been talking about Bubba and I can say let's do the math here just from what we've put together in the trailer. We okay. do see we do see Jorah in that close up shot where it looks like he's fighting somebody and it looks like it's in some kind of pit. Um there is what looks like to be the same pit, a wide shot, like you said, of of a bunch of people kind of encircled, and they could have sworn I saw Daenerys in her white dress and Missande in that they're all kind of in a circle back to back and other this other large circle is closing in on them in this shot and i think i saw jorah there so has has banished jorah returned to defend his good queen daenerys uh is an interesting question to ask and on top of that i'm going to do a little more math here and it looked like that the characters that were surrounding our good heroes 
uh, seem to be having masks on. And we saw another shot earlier in the trailer with a, a group of people uh, with uh, these kind of gold masks on and uh, just kind of walking by. And then another one where there they're, looks like they're causing some havoc in a marketplace or something. I'm wondering if all of that is connected somehow. Oh, and isn't there a shot? I mean, I don't know if it's tricky editing, but we see Theon, and he, I thought could have sworn he was looking at a gold mask. Is that hmm. possible? I I don't I, know if that cut was he was looking at that or not, or if that was just separate. But the way it was edited, you saw skinny, skinny Theon or Reek, and then I thought there was a mask on the ground. So maybe something's I, there, but that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that was just a cut, a real quick cut edit or, yeah. or, or what, but, uh, um, I, I think there's definitely some connections we can make with those gold masks with Jorah and, and with Daenerys, cause it, they look pretty much like Daenerys in that white dress. In fact, uh, it looks like Daenerys has gone to all white dresses, which, what do you think that that could mean? She hasn't worn white before. She's always worn blue. Do you know the, uh, Madonna song? Like a virgin? <laughs> oh no, she's not. Well, maybe she's maybe she's found someone new to marry. I don't know. I don't know. We we could see maybe Daenerys is, you know. Wow, I didn't even think of that. The white dress. <laughs> see, Matt. <laughs> I'm like you know, white dress. I think of you know, you know, Madonna. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that could be interesting. Maybe there's some new alliances going on, or she found. Someone new? Who knows? Huh, interesting. Well, I have to say that I am excited to see Jorah back as well. Yay! Two months ago, I would have been very grudgingly saying that, but not so much now. <laughs> not so oh, much good. now. And it, and it's exciting to, to try and, as Bubba again says, do the math uh, and, <laughs> and try and put all of these pieces together. Um, some another podcaster that we love, of course, and we haven't heard from him in a while. Hope he's doing all right. Ken from Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things, and we've got to talk about his girl Sansa and uh, her little thing with Littlefinger in this in this trailer. Um, Littlefinger says, "There's no justice in this world, not unless we make it uh, and uh, avenge them." He says to Sansa in two separate shots, and she's still dressed in her black. She's got her black hair. Um, what do you think that this means? I mean, it does it looks like that they're outdoors, so they've evidently left the safety of the veil. Um, when we left Sansa in in season four, it seemed like uh, Ro- uh, Littlefinger was taking little Robin Aaron um, away somewhere. Then, like we, you know, we need to go out, and uh, he was talking to him about certain things, and as they came down the stairs, and then, of course, Sansa shows up in her black, and uh, what do you think's going on there? And I can honestly tell you, it'll be hard for any of us to decide that, because even where we are in the books with our read right now, there is really only one Sansa chapter left, and most of what we've read about Sansa uh, has already been covered in season four. There, There might be a little bit here in this last chapter that that we can squeeze into season five, but I don't know that we're going to see a lot of Sansa, and that'll be a shame because I've really enjoyed Sophie Turner's becoming a little star, and I I, I, yeah. I kind of like would like to see her more on screen. Well, I you know they're really I mean I don't know if it'll be a fast moving storyline with with that knowledge, 
but it really looks like we're going to get at least, and it's kind of started, I mean, it started, I guess, a season or two ago, but I think it's really going to be more intense, the whole, I'm going to say, whether it's manipulation or grooming, but Baelish and Sansa, Baelish really starting to get into Sansa's head, and... You know, so there's going to be an interesting relationship there. There's a lot they could do with their relationship to really set something up bigger, whether it's this season or next season. So I'm really interested in the dynamic of how that relationship's going to go. Because all of a sudden, when she's walking down the stairs, the end of last season is like, "Ooh, she's like changed when she lied for him." And all of a sudden, we're seeing this transformation of Sansa. So I'm wondering if at this point, maybe she's starting to show her real emotions. She's having maybe some doubts and that's when the avenge them comes out like look what happened to rob your mother and your father our goal is to you know make those pay who hurt you or something you know so there's there's a lot to play with without necessarily moving the storyline very far but a lot of good character building with their relationship we could see so i'm very intrigued at how she's going to hold up how she's going to progress and really find out is Baelish just using her for something else or is he really want to does he really want to avenge you know avenge them the woman he loved so it's going to be very interesting and you know Baelish is always 18 steps ahead so um, I'm okay with if it's just really scenes with them maybe traveling somewhere but really getting some heavy dialogue and some good kind of interaction I uh, I'm okay with that because it's a type of storyline where I just don't want it to go too fast, and then all of a sudden, it's, I, I really am anticipating the build-up with the two of them. So, yeah, I have no idea where they're going, but, uh, man, it looks interesting and intense. It certainly does. It certainly does. What's your next point about the trailer, sir? Well, oh, let's talk, let's talk a little Aria. Hmm. So I do know about, I, well, I know... The House of Black and White. I don't know what's in there. Um, I, I So I did notice with the door and stuff, and she looks like she's in Bravos. And I love the shot of her picking up Needle. That was awesome. Um, from my knowledge, I'm assuming she's going to Bravos, and maybe she's going to get trained like Jack and Hagar said he, you know, he could train her. Uh, that's really all, like, I know. I know that she gets there, and, and that might, the training might start. But I have no idea what else is going on. So I'm really interested to see more of Bravos and to see what's behind those doors. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. What is she, is she going there on her own? Is someone say, go there for training or you must pass this test? I'm trying to kind of wonder what is going on with her, but I am so eager to see the, uh, the evolution of Arya turning in maybe to what Melisandre said, you will, what, uh, close many eyes or break many uh, Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Say break yeah. many hearts, but that's not it. <laughs> well, I, I, Melisandre said, you know, I think she said blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes. I mm-hmm. mean, basically every eye color. <laughs> yeah. She didn't say hazel, so I'm in good shape. <laughs> Me too. I got lucky. Uh, but, uh, the, the, the thing is, is that we've already seen Arya kill uh, 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 several people. Um, so my thing is, you know, it seems like she's already taken the first step towards becoming a Jakanagari. He's just got to whatever this is happening with her uh, when she goes to to this place. 
may maybe just you know how she becomes more sneaky about it um which is uh really kind of scary how, how does that make you feel though for Arya? just just if you're thinking about this let's assume that behind that black and white door is someone who is going to train her to be someone like jock and hagar um is that a good thing for you or is that a bad thing for you sir well okay i i got basically 18 answers but i'll i'll stick to two um well, going back to Melisandre about the eyes thing, I'm I'm wondering, she has killed people, but I'm wondering if the significance of the kills will grow as she, as the more come, like maybe there'll be more powerful people she'll be able to take down. I, I'm, but I am, it's tough because I want her to train. I, I worry that like a Jedi what if she goes really to the dark side and it's all about revenge and it's, it's not about a cause. And, um, cause I want her and Jon Snow to reunite and I'm wondering, will it be a good thing that she learns to Jack and Hagar and change, you know, face change and maybe be more of a, uh, warrior, if you will. But she's going to be more, she, I, it looks like she's going to become more of an assassin than just a, I mean, just the skills there. Uh, the potential is there. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of don't know. I, I, I really have to wait and see because I'm, I, even in season two, I wanted her to go to Bravo so bad. Uh, and then she, you know, took a detour and, uh, but now I'm like, I'm just so intrigued. I, I'm going to hold off, Matt. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Cause I know it's a little weird because she's, ki- when she kills people, you're like, you know, she's so young and, but that what she's been through, is she going to get too dark where she's not going to be able to control it? So it's very interesting. I wish we could learn more about Jack and Hagar and about how. But I guess we're going to kind of see, I guess, the origin of Jack and Hagar through Arya maybe. Maybe it's the same same way he learned how to do what he does. So it's almost like a two for one. Uh, but I don't know, a lot of, a lot of interesting uh, things there. And it's like once she opens that door, is it too late? You know, he could, so it, ah, I don't know, Matt. Oh, Matt, is it April yet? <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm the same way with you. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I worry for Arya just because of her age and I, and I've already worried about how the first time she killed after the Red Wedding, uh, that was, that was an emotional reaction to them talking about sewing the wolf on Rob's, show on Rob's body, right? Yeah. And that was a total understandable, and you even cheered for that kill in a way, as disturbing as it was, because she did kind of manipulate the guy. She dropped the coin and then just lay it into him. But as it's gone on, think about the way she 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 mocked Polliver when she took Needle back, and mm-hmm. then uh, how just how quickly and effortlessly and without thought killed Rorge that la- in that last one with the hound when Biter bit the hound. Um, she just, she, she just went straight for the heart <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and didn't even think about it. Um, so to me, if there's emotion in the kills, I lo- I worry for her less because they become more crimes of passion, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's when they become just cold, heartless, uh, plotting, killing that that's when I start to worry about her. And it seems like that that's the direction she's headed down. So I hope that the training not only gives her, um, if that's what's happening with her here, I ho- my personal hope is that the training 
gives her focus uh, about this kind of thing rather than just being a cold-blooded killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? That's a great point because maybe – because really her journey, there's – I mean, whether you are morally accepted (laughs) or not, it's pure – like you said, emotion and there's reason. It's not just to kill. Like the hound would just kill someone just to kill him, uh, to get you know chickens or whatever. Um, or <laughs> she seems like there is. I mean, it, maybe it is re- it is revenge, but at the same time, she's been naming names all the time, adding to her list. So there's each name has a significance. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just her journey. like okay, I got to get the skills. Uh, you know the the know-how and I'm going to, I'm going to come after him. So that, that seems to be the path, whether she would kill someone just to, cause I mean, think about the first person she killed was totally kind of an accident uh, at the end of season one, but she, you know, it, she was defending herself, but it wasn't like, like you said, how she's progressed into boom right away, just killing someone. So the progressions there, uh, I'm a little scared. I don't want to get on Arya's bad side, Matt. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get on Arya's bad side either. I do not want to be one of the names in her prayer. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Matt Murdock, Baba, Mikey Hull, <laughs> Axel Foley. Oh, wait, sorry. That's my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget Donald. Got to put Donald oh, on that list. No, well, I haven't put him on there yet. I'm a little scared of Donald, so. Well, that's um, true. Donald could very well be Jock and Hagar. Uh, I, I think Donald is, actually. He is Jock and Hagar, so um, <laughs> that's why I'm leaving him off the list. Okay. Uh, well, let's get to Varys and Tyrion, shall we? Yeah, there you go. Beards are in, and Tyrion's got one. <laughs> he comes out of a box, and it's very interesting. It, the, the, him and Varys together, so it looks like they went to the same destination, and I have no idea where they are. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, but I love the dialogue about you know, I, and you probably have it right. I, when 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 he said we got to choose the right family or whatever, and and Tyrion's like, well, you know, well, you know, and he's like, and Varys like, I didn't say, did I say him or whatever he says, and then there's a shot of Danny, and I'm like, oh, snapperuski, here we go. So yeah. is Varys gonna kind of guide Tyrion and? Get him to Daenerys? Is that the plan all along? Uh, you know, I wonder how far ahead was Varys planning. Because, uh, you know, with him staring at the throne, and, and maybe not for him, but maybe he wants to back a winner. And may, So I don't know if this was Varys' plan all along or if it's just a detour or when things started going south. Maybe after Ned was beheaded, maybe Varys started thinking long-term then. Um so it's very interesting. I like, and what I'd love about this, Matt, is, you know, Tyrion, he's been at um, King's Landing. He was at the Wall for a little bit in Season 1, and he was at the, you know, he was captured there in the Vale. But seeing him in a new atmosphere, not having the, uh, you know, I, I'm wondering, will the Lannister name mean anything? Will he have any money? What is going to be the new things he's going to have to adapt to? Uh Without just being like a Lannister, pay how much you want. You know, I'll pay you. My father will pay you. Well, you just killed mm-hmm. your pop. So, 
what is the dynamic there? Does he have to hit rock? He's hit rock bottom. Now, you know, his effects after killing Shay and his father. There's so much there, and it really is symbolized in one shot of him being smuggled, let out of the box with a beard and just looking like uh, a man just, you know, down on his luck, to say the least. So... I'm very interested how, you know, how dark is he going to get? What, what, what direction? Thank God Varys is there in my book because I believe Varys could give him guidance. And who, who else? I mean, he's got to listen to him. I mean, he'd probably just die of, you know, drinking and who knows? Say the wrong thing. Oh, you're a Lannister. I know who you are. Done. So it's good that Varys is with him. Uh, but I, I'm so, so it looks like the journey is maybe to get them to Daenerys. So. Yes, uh, it does very much seem that way. And what you have to love about that is go all the way back to season one when Arya was chasing her little cat around and she was down there in the dungeons and there were two figures that walked by and they were talking about, uh, I think they were talking about Viserys, uh, and, you know, and his wanting to rule. It was when Viserys was still alive. And I believe that that was Illyrio who was the guy who uh was we first met with Varys and Daenerys who got arranged the marriage for Daenerys to uh to uh Carl Drogo remember uh, that guy mm-hmm. him and and, and yeah, I'm I remember pretty him. sure <laughs> yeah and it, it was Varys who uh it was Varys who was talking to him in the tunnel you could distinctly hear Varys's voice and so they were talking about backing a Targaryen way back then so it makes oh. perfect sense now that Varys here says the seven kingdoms needs a rule loved by many and with the right family name. Um, and uh, of yes. course that's when Tyrion says, good luck finding him. And then Barry says, who's ever said anything about finding him? Well, dun, maybe, dun, dun. Re- sorry. Yes. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Varys, you know, obviously Varys was backing a Targaryen heir at some point, which, mm. Of course, Varys, as Oberyn pointed out last season, Varys is from Essos, obviously. he's And he's even had conversations with Shay. We're not from here. We'll never be from here. But where have Varys and Daenerys been uh, most of their lives? Uh, or where have uh, Viserys and Daenerys been most of their lives? They've been in Essos. So it, it makes perfect sense. And won't it be exciting? How, how do you think, let's say they succeed. Let's say that Varys and Tyrion get to Daenerys. How is she going to react to Tyrion? What what, what can Tyrion do to help her? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great point. Uh, you know, it'd be your classic. The people around her will want to kill him, and then she's like, puts her hand up. Wait, let him speak. And then, well, having uh, Sir uh, Sir Barristan, uh, that I think that would be the key. Because I think he would be able to, um, you know, guide her and be like, he could be of value to you when we get to, you know, to, so I think it's one of those things, as long as there's value, she would keep him alive. Uh, and who knows, Varys and Barristan, if they have a, uh, I don't know, a dialogue going, if you will. So I, 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 you know, I think, think about everything he knows about what uh, just being a Lannister and all that, I, I think it could be very valuable to her in the end game. Don't you? I mean, that's just my guess. I don't know the ins and outs, but it would make sense that 
Um, you know, he can't be a plant because I'm sure there'll be little spiders that'll tell her <laughs> that he killed. Uh, I mean, he could say, hey, I killed Tywin, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a key right there. So, I, I mean, I think she could really use the value uh, of his knowledge and and, you know, so interesting or. It could be a thing where Cersei wants uh, Tyrion so bad that could be a future trade that she could manipulate. And you know, there's so many, there's endless things. I think it's just a plus to have him around. From our point of view, you know. From our point of view, definitely, definitely. Uh, anything else on Varys and Tyrion? No, I'm just I'm just excited uh, about uh, this journey. And uh, man, is it April yet? Man? <laughs> we just keep having to say that, don't we? We I know, pinching ourselves and going, "Oh no, it's just February." Oh no, uh, but we've got we've got we've got Blu-rays and DVDs coming out in two weeks. We got lots of extras to watch. That'll keep us busy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, let's talk about a couple of characters that we haven't really uh, met yet. Um, good. And. Uh, there's 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 a few there's a few new faces in this trailer, uh, and and something that I have a feeling will take uh, just based on my book reading will 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 take up a, a good little chunk of storyline for this season because you know George can never just let everything naturally contract he's he's got the Big Bang thing going where it just is constantly going out and maybe even getting faster and further apart right um, so let's bring in uh, what I think are what we book readers call the sand snakes in this trailer uh, uh because we see them with Alaria who was of course Oberyn's paramour and if you remember Oberyn last year he said uh, a lot of things to the effect that he had a lot of daughters could some of these girls that we see like one with the whip uh in that shot that Alaria is there another one that looks all nice and pretty uh, looks like she's trying to seduce somebody. Could those be some of Oberyn's daughters? Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Indiana Jones chick, man, she she does the whip, and then there's this guy buried with a bucket over his head or whatever. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I'm very intrigued. Uh, what's going on here, and what the uh, storylines again? And I tell you, these women look. They look, you know, from from these from these shots. I mean, they look stunning, first of all, but they look like they have such purpose, and they just look like strong female characters, and they really intrigued me in just quick shots. So I'm very excited uh, about these new characters. Before, I'm always scared, oh, we don't, I don't want new characters, but I'm really intrigued with w- what they're about and, you know, uh, learning about Prince Oberyn's demise uh, is that is that motivation? I mean, what's going on? I mean, I have no idea about that world over there in Dorne. So uh, I know they got a little Lannister girl over there. That's about all I know. Uh, so I'm very eager to find out what what they, they look like. They're badass. <laughs> they really do. I mean, the the whip. I saw that whip. I was like, what? I had to rewind it. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a force to be reckoned with. It would seem she's 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 uh, 
It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I have to say that if this is the Sand Snakes, uh, and I am going to say that it probably is, uh, based on what I've uh, read in the books and everything, um, I am really looking forward to it. The Sand Snakes are some of my favorite characters in A Feast for Crows and The Dance with Dragons, so I can't wait. Uh, to see how they're realized on, on the television screen. And I, I have, like, this is one of those shots that I was talking about earlier, Heath, that, uh, I really feel like, you know, Dave and Dan may do things differently or, or whatever, and, and, and they're going to, uh, to make things more exciting for TV. But I, I really felt the spirit of the Sand Snakes coming through in some of those shots that we saw them in, and I can't wait to see them realized on screen. Um, that that's just my own personal take on it. I'm not going to tell you what they do or why they do it or anything like that. I will though do a little more bubble math here and say, wasn't it interesting? I don't know if you caught it or not. I'm sure you did. Uh, there was a shot of Cersei sitting at a desk and this little box opens and all of a sudden there's a snake holding a necklace in its mouth, uh, a stuffed snake, a taxidermied snake. I freaked out. I'm just like thinking, oh, that's got Dorn written all over it, doesn't it? Oh, uh, oh, sand snake, snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even. I, I did not put. Yeah, the red viper. Yeah, I didn't even think. I didn't think of that. Uh, oh, I like it. I like to see Cersei squirm. <laughs> even though I would bet her on my wedding day, but uh, no. Hey, whoa, kid show. No, but uh. Yeah, there's oh, I love that. And they they got her daughter. So, wow. I mean, I mean, did seriously not think ahead the ramifications if Prince Oberon was killed? Like, was she so caught up in wanting to see Tyrion die that she didn't think there'd be repercussions or did she think, mm. "Eh, no big deal." I mean, you got to believe that there's going to be major major uh backlash here yeah uh so yeah i think our queen regent maybe didn't uh or maybe would just felt bulletproof or sword yeah. proof yeah. uh wow. i think the key i think the key for cersei is the fact that you know oberon kind of stepped up and decided to to defend Tyrion on his own because it was a chance for him to get out of the mountain i don't think mm -hmm. that that's a possibility that she had in mind when she set the whole thing in motion and by that oh, okay. time it was too okay. late she was thinking you know okay well i'm going to buy braun off you know we're going to get him lollies and whatever and and he's going to come to his senses and not fight the mountain jamie can't do it uh so, you know, Tyrion's going to have to face the mountain by himself, and I'm going to get to watch him spliced in half. She didn't foresee Oberyn doing this. Um, she also had no control over the fact that Marcella's in Dorne because Tyrion was the one that did that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So all of, this, all of this stuff about things that were kind of out of her control, which is so funny because, you know, she likes to plan. She's been, she, she rigged the trial for Tyrion, everything. She tried everything she could to get rid of Tyrion. And it's the things that she could never control that seemingly in this season are starting to come back and bite her in the butt, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. Well, is it April yet? <laughs> All right, my it's last April. one listeners sorry that's our new like winter is coming <laughs> is it april yet that's our new slogan for the next three months i'm waiting three on the months. privy until april comes yes <laughs> i'll be on the privy until april <laughs> then i finally get off the privy well that's all i have matt uh because you know some shots 
I, you know, like I said, I, I don't know some characters. It looks intriguing. Um, but uh, unless you have anything else for me, for me, like I'm like Queen Regent over here. Oh, wait, King Regent. Uh, no? Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's talk a little Jon Snow, because we haven't really talked about him. And, okay, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of north of the wall stuff, uh, or at the wall stuff, is, is prevalent in the trailer as well. And there's this shot where Jon Snow says, to me, right? So uh, that sounds like a battle call. Maybe we're going to see Jon Snow do some fighting. There's there's some interesting shots of, of the wildlings. First of all, let's just talk about those rowboats going into what looks like this village or, or or something somewhere uh mm-hmm. and it's very cold and very snowy um looks like there's gonna there's gonna be some going on there there's some and there's another shot where wildlings are walking out towards these rowboats or, or at least people that looks like they're in wildling clothing it could be that we're gonna see like you mentioned maybe another battle um, maybe, maybe something else. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, for us right now in the book read, we're just getting to, to illusions of what some of that may be. And again, the showrunners may change things. So it's really going to be interesting for us as book readers to watch this season for certain. Um, but it, it, it feels like, um, there's, there's some shots of, of, uh, of, of a couple of guys, uh, in wildling clothing. Looked like one of them might have been, uh, do you remember the Lord of Bones? Didn't, wasn't there one shot where yes. one, one of the wildlings in the middle looked like he had like bones stretched across his chest and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll see him again. Um, maybe we'll see, uh, a whole different, uh, aspect of the wall that we've never seen before. And then we've got Melisandre up there. She's, there's a shot, a wide shot of her. Um, standing by a, a, a stake and then there's shots of her lighting a fire. Um, the shot of her lighting the fire looked more like she was, uh, uh, just burning someone who had died. Um, uh, but, uh, the, it was a shot where there was a, a, like, almost like, you know, witches burning at the stake. There was a shot there with, with the stake that, that made me worry that maybe Melisandre's sacrificing isn't quite done yet, too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because I did notice when they showed the shot of them putting a, you know, the flame over a body, and I'm like, ooh, is that someone significant? Is it what? I mean, why would they shoot that? So I'm like, ooh, who's who's who could die? And so I'm kind of was like, oh, freaking out, because I thought I thought it looked like Stannis, but you know, I, I saw it real quick, and I have no idea. But I, for some reason, that popped in my head. But I, I, I hope not. I don't think so. But I, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing about the, uh, stuff beyond the wall or around the wall. Uh, I, you know, I have no idea what the hell's going on. It just, the shots look so awesome, but I, you know, I, I, I have no, no clue what's going on. So I'm like, Ooh, what could that be? What could that be? So I'm very intrigued, uh, as, as I can't wait for April, but anyway, uh, it just looks, yeah. I mean, then that's the, the magic of this trailer, Matt is, there's so many interesting shots, and like you said, that's probably not like the best. The, the best stuff we probably haven't even seen. Uh, I'm just like, if if these just, I'm not gonna say meaningless, but these shots they put in the trailer are more. Uh, they look so amazing. This whole, I bet you, this season's gonna look so sharp, uh, along with everything else. But it just looks, oh, it looks so epic. It looks like we're about to go see, you know, a big movie. And, well, technically, 
Game of Thrones is a big epic movie each season, but it just, oh, it looks so good. It absolutely does. A couple other quick little shots, uh, just of, of, uh, kind of jolting note that were for me in the trailer. Um, and I know Bubba is just about to say, skip ahead! But uh, <laughs> what did you think of that shot of uh, Missandei and Grey Worm looking like they were about to kiss and stuff? Yes, I did notice that. And all I can think of is Donald calls him Obama Worm or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, and they're walking together around some uh, some unsullied and they look like they're getting down. So there's some... Uh, Something going on over there. All right, skip ahead, Bubba. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see how that can work. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, well, that's the thing. Uh, he's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Unless, oh, I got it. Podrick is going to come in at, at the last second and <laughs> satisfy. <her>. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, another shot that I just found really jolting was was uh, a ra- the raven landing on some bloody body, uh, and yes. it's not because it means it anything. You know, I mean, you can't get anything from it in any kind of context there. But it just was one of those shots where you just go, "Ooh, oh, okay, there's going to be some blood this season. Cool." <laughs> did we did we see um, Jojen's sister in a shot? Wow. I did not catch that. Uh, so it's I possible. Sworn. I could have sworn I saw. I forget. What, what's her name again, Matt? Uh, that that would be Mira. Mira. Reed. Okay. I could have sworn I sh- saw a shot of her walking down like a dark, not corridor, but, you know, like whether she's in a cave or something. Could be my eyes deceiving me, but I could have sworn I saw that actress in a shot. Um, so I, you know. Again, don't quote me on it. You have to go back and look, but I, I'm almost positive. I thought I saw her, unless it could have been Arya, but I, I don't think so. Okay. All right. All right. I so might have to go to back check. and look at that myself. Um, yeah. But uh, interesting. Very interesting, if that's the case. Um, what else? Uh, how about uh, the the big the big finishing shot of, of what looks like the harpy symbol that's been on top of these pyramids that, uh, that we've seen all throughout Slaver's Bay being pulled down. That looked yeah. fantastic in IMAX. I don't know how, you know, how oh, it looks. Yeah, that sh- oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't sure. What- I knew I had seen that before. I'm like, that's not Brazil. <laughs> no, wait, I, I, I wasn't. So that's, where, where, that, is that in Marine or is that? I think that's no, in Marine. It's, I think okay. it's, it, it, well, it's one of the Slaver cities because, Okay. If if you remember from those pop up maps from season three and season four, you know, the, during the credits, um, every one of those cities on Slavers Bay has this harpy statue come up on the top of one of those. Yes. Buildings. Okay. okay. So I I can't say specifically that it's marine. It could be one of the other cities. Maybe something else is going to happen at Yunkai, or maybe something else mm-hmm. is going to happen at Astapor. But nonetheless, um, it looks like that somebody is done. With the old gods of the, of the the people of the Slavers Bay, uh, and it'll be interesting to see if that's Daenerys or if that's somebody else or what's going mm-hmm. on there. Oh yes, so it looks, yeah, that was pretty epic there. So, ah, just a lot of interesting stuff, Matthew. A lot of interesting stuff, and uh, you know we've pretty much covered all of the shots as best that we can, and and that I can in terms of being general and not being too spoilerific. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But I can say that I'm just super, super excited, Heath. Any last thoughts on the trailer, sir? Yeah, just, uh, again, uh, super excited. It looks like we're headed towards maybe one of the best seasons ever. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get anything shocking like the Red Wedding or Ned or anything like that, but, man, it looks like it. we're in high gear. And there's a lot, and what I'm excited about is, and I hope, <coughs> excuse me, that book readers are, you know, just, you know, because there might be, like you said, there might be changes and it might be different, but you, you, you put a great point out there. Like, listen, the book, you're at a point now where the book is kind of going to be separate from the TV show. You may, you'll, you may get, you'll get some things, I'm sure, but now we're going through new territory. So I'm just saying embrace it, enjoy it, and, you know, Try not to get so not upset, like oh this change, you know, enjoy because this show, this show is one of the most epic shows. It's going to be go down as one of the best shows of all time. It's just I, I guarantee it. And let's just enjoy it. And I know, you know, it's tough because you know, especially book readers who've read the books way before the you know the TV show came out, and you you know you want them to be close to the source material as possible but for because tv is a different medium you're going to get characters combined characters left out uh so just i just say go with it enjoy it theorize have fun with it and uh because you know before you know it there, i mean there may never be a show like this ever again or it'll take 10 20 years or maybe never so just enjoy it and uh you know i, I think it would, what's proper like you said tr try to treat both as separate separate storylines i i know it's got to be tough because if you love a book series so bad that it finally comes on screen you're like why is this why are they changing this i totally get that uh and it's easy for me to say because i haven't read all the books but just enjoy it and we're headed for an amazing season so i hope i hope the whole nbrs and brs unite as one like the wildlings and the night's watch and uh we uh just enjoy it together and have fun with it yeah. Well, I, one thing I can guarantee that we all uh, will be joining in together is is saying, what the heck is going on now when season six comes? That's one thing <laughs> I can absolutely guarantee that nobody will all be in the same place at that point uh, in terms yeah. of theorizing and all of that stuff. So uh, they're, they're, just hold out hope, folks. Hold out hope that we'll all be in the dark together someday. <laughs> he, <laughs> How can people reach you on the Internet if they want to talk film or TV or about the film list or uh, about Game of Thrones or anything else? Sir? Yeah, uh, I'm not on Twitter as much as I would like, but uh, I'm finally upgrading to an iPhone. I mean, I am still in Crackberry mode, but I, I still, you know, get on Twitter there and stuff. But, yeah, no, at Heath Actor on Twitter, hit me up. I try to respond to everyone who, you know, gets at me especially if you want to talk game of thrones or you know what if you're over these next two months if you're really like jones and for some games of thrones talk and what you know in between listening to uh podcast winterfell uh send me some crazy top five top ten list game of thrones centric i don't care what it is favorite characters favorite moments what you want to have you know whatever uh send it to me the film list at gmail.com and i'll definitely read it on the air and maybe you know if, if if there is an outcry of them which you know hopefully there will be we you know we can dedicate a whole show of talking about uh you know game of thrones lists so you know if you're if you're itching to kind of get it on paper and get it out on the the cyber world uh send me a list uh and yeah hit me up on twitter at any time and totally uh talk anything between game of thrones film sports acting whatever 
uh, I'm always around. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you much, so much, Heath, for joining me. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time. Hope all is well with you and, and the film list and all of your other ventures. You got any films coming out or anything? Um, yeah, actually, um, an, I was on the ID channel, the Investigation Discovery channel. I just had a show called Murder Book. I have a, a decent role in that. Um, it's called The Last Rest Stop, so you can find it on repeat or Amazon On Demand, or they, they re-air them. Then um, season two of Tabloid on the same channel, uh, I played a det- uh, 80s detect- New York detective. That's coming out, but there has been no release date yet. Uh, the Atticus Institute, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's a new film by my friend Chris Sparling, who wrote Buried. He directed it. It's got William Mapother, uh, as you guys know, from Lost. Ethan from Lost is in it. Uh, he's the lead. And unfortunately, my part as an EMT is like three seconds, but you can hear me say a few words and pushing someone on a gurney um, <laughs> But uh, towards the end of the film. But it's an interesting film. It's a uh, uh, called the Atticus Institute. That's out on Blu-ray and on demand right now. And then this summer, my uh, big role as Big Tony the Mobster in All-American Bikini Car Wash will be coming out probably at Redbox on demand. I don't think it's getting a theatrical release, but they're, uh, they wanted to release it this summer. So, so those are the things in the pipeline right now. Uh, I almost was going to be on a show. I had my final callback Friday, but I think I got beat out by someone else. But we're getting close to some other things. So keep cracking at it. Uh, but, yeah, catch, catch those few things coming this year. And then, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at Heath Actor. And anything new that I book and comes out, I will put all the information up there on my Twitter feed. Great. Fantastic. And, once again, really looking forward to having you with us for the initial reactions for Season 5, yes. brother. Thanks for coming back. All right, brother. Thank you so much, Matt. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.